I'm Justin Lesko, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt and former pro MMA fighter. I had a thought that I knew right away was pretty controversial and it made me wonder what other jiu-jitsu thoughts people have that are controversial and I have a nice collection of them here that I'm looking at so I thought it would be fun to dive into some of these jiu-jitsu hot takes. But before we do that, a super not controversial thought, Epic Roll is the best jiu-jitsu apparel you can get. Another not controversial thought, me saving you 15% at EpicRollBJJ.com with the code PODCAST15 is extremely generous. Epic Roll has everything you need for jiu-jitsu, geese, rash guards, fight shorts, t-shirts, belts, hoodies, joggers. Whether you're on or off the mat, Epic Roll will have you looking your best. And Epic Roll stuff is made by grapplers for grapplers so you know it's going to hold up even in your most grueling training sessions. Don't waste more money on stuff that is not designed specifically for jujitsu. Give them a follow on the gram at Epic Roll BJJ and make sure you tag them when you're wearing your new Epic Roll stuff. EpicRollBJJ.com, coupon code PODCAST15. Now, let's get controversial. Welcome to That Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. So just to give you a little bit of the context here, this was my original train of thought. One of my buddies is competing in a no-gi sub-only match soon, and he was rolling no-gi during the sparring after gi class, so I took off my jacket and I was rolling with him with my gi pants on. We were still attacking leg locks since that's such a huge part of no-gi matches, and I had the thought, man, gi pants and leg locks just make sense. This should be allowed. And before you get too upset, I I think I have a valid point. I mean, how many times have you been rolling no-gi and you're both super sweaty and the legs are super difficult to attack and to maintain the position? People just slide their legs out much easier than they could if you had on gi pants, which is what happened during my roll, which is what made me think what I did. More friction caused by the gi pants makes escaping the legs more technical, which makes the leg lock game more fun. In addition to knowing that I was right, and everyone would think that I was wrong, I knew that this was a very controversial position to take, so it got me thinking about what other people's hot takes might be. I posted in a few places on the interwebs asking people what their most controversial jujitsu opinion is, and I got a lot of responses. I have a list right here that I'm looking at, so I thought it would be fun to take a look at some of them. One of the responses that I got was that the inability to watch any free matches is hurting the sport. Everything is on flow or on fight pass. People have a lot of problems with flow grappling and to an extent I understand the displeasure. One championship exists and is free to watch and they are scooping up some big names like Buchecha and Gordon Ryan, Danielle Kelly, Mikey Musumeci, Gary Tonin. I definitely like to see one grab more of the American market share. I do think having a paywall in front of jiu-jitsu matches does inhibit the growth of the sport. The NHL, NFL, NBA, MLB, they are all billion dollar companies and all you need to watch them is a cable subscription. And I know, I know these are vastly different sports and it's an almost unfair comparison to make, but having to pay so much just to watch jiu-jitsu makes it harder on the fans. Training sport jiu-jitsu is better for you overall and is also more fun than training self-defense. 
This is another one that I agree with. I don't love classes that focus solely on self-defense. I personally think that a purple belt who never did a self-defense class could easily defend themselves on the street against an untrained attacker. Sport jiu-jitsu is just more fun, and I'll go so far as to say it's better than self-defense only jiu-jitsu in terms of defending yourself. A Krav Maga guy who only trains self-defense grappling, he will lack the body awareness and situational comfort that a sport jiu-jitsu athlete will have just because that sport jiu-jitsu athlete has spent so much more time rolling and in different positions with a person on top of them. The self-defense will take care of itself. Let's all train sport jiu-jitsu. The first one on this list that I disagree with is instructionals are a waste. This is a hard disagree for me. I think the ability to learn from instructors you otherwise couldn't is huge. I love learning from Lachlan Giles despite the 10,000 miles between us. If your coach isn't an expert in a part of the game you're trying to develop, then instructionals can definitely fill that gap. Don't sleep on instructionals, but also don't buy every single one because there's no possibility you're gonna retain all that information. A hot take that got a lot of backlash you should use strength when rolling. Now I see both sides and on one hand, your technique will improve if you really focus on using technique and don't rely on any strength advantage you have. On the other hand, when you're competing, you're definitely gonna use all of the strength you have. So if you don't do that at all in training, your body is not gonna be used to that workload. And if you're rolling with a person who is less strong than you are and you hold back on your strength, you're doing that person a disservice too. Jiu-Jitsu is supposed to help you take down and control a stronger opponent. Not everyone is going to be the same strength level as you. And if we try to nerf our strength to not use it against smaller opponents, then how are they gonna learn how to fight against a stronger opponent in a tournament? I'd say overall, I agree with this controversial statement. Use your strength in training, but try not to only rely on it. I mean, bench pressing that 120 pound blue belt off you to escape side control isn't helping you or them. So use some strength, just not only strength. I'm a little split on this next one. Gi matches are terrible for spectators. In a way, I agree. If you're a jujitsu nerd, even a quote unquote boring gi match can be fun to watch because you're seeing all of the details. But for jiu-jitsu to catch on as a mainstream sport, if it ever is going to, it's going to have to be no gi that does that. In most sports, you can be a person completely unfamiliar with the sport and see it on TV and grasp the general concept. This team wants to put this ball here and these other guys don't want them to. If this guy punches that guy more times than he gets punched, he'll win. The subtle intricacies of guard passing in a gi will be lost on the untrained observer. And you definitely can see more stalling and slower paced matches in the gi than you do with no gi, which obviously relies a little bit more on athleticism. And while we're talking about the gi, several people also said that they think the gi is dying and or antiquated and we don't need it anymore. The gi is a lot of fun for me and I also don't see it going anywhere anytime soon. The gi is a different puzzle than no gi and I'm not even going to get into the no gi is more realistic for self-defense argument because we're talking about the sport here. Sometimes I think about the gi almost like boxing and boxing gloves versus bare knuckle boxing and this is not a great analogy and I admit that going in so just brace yourselves. 
Obviously, boxing gloves are not the most efficient way to do damage when you punch someone, but we wear them because it's part of the sport and obviously like trying to protect the person's hands and all that, but it's not a true fight. There are rules to boxing. You don't have boxing gloves on if you get in a fight in the street. It's a different sport than just beating the hell out of each other. Bare knuckle boxing is probably closer to a realistic fight, even though there are rules and there is things you can and cannot do. It's more like you show up and you see someone else you're going to fight and you punch each other in the face. We don't do away with boxing because it has gloves and bare knuckle boxing doesn't. And I'm realizing that this analogy is worse than I thought coming in. But the gi isn't going anywhere. I love the gi. I will do everything I can to keep the gi around. Speaking of jumping gi to no gi, let's go look at no gi and leg locks where some people were saying leg locks aren't more dangerous than other submissions. This one, it just isn't true. Leg locks are more dangerous than other submissions for two reasons. Number one, if any sub is too successful, it will lead to injury. Too successful of an armbar, you're probably looking at a few weeks off the mat and you probably don't need surgery. A heel hook was too successful, that's surgery for sure and potentially a year away from training. The risk factor comes from the potential damage the sub can do. The second reason leg locks are more dangerous than other subs is because the line between I think I'm okay to this is catastrophic is very, very short. If you are extending your elbow too much, you can really feel for a long time you're getting into the danger zone. A lot of times with a heel hook, you feel okay, feel okay, feel okay, and then you don't. Your shit snaps. You're done. The combination of those two things makes leg locks more dangerous than other submissions. I'm not saying we shouldn't be doing leg locks or that anyone should be afraid of them. I'm saying they are more dangerous and therefore command that respect. Another one I disagree with, we don't need warmups like jogging, shrimping, etc. Just have a stretch and start drilling. Another hard disagree here, jogging is the easiest way in this setting to elevate the heart rate and even get a light sweat going before you get into the rigors of drilling and rolling. A good warm-up is essential to better performance and injury prevention and just jumping right into even just drilling, not sparring, just drilling, it's not a good idea. And I'd always rather a sport-specific warm-up for whatever I'm doing, so the normal jiu-jitsu class warm-up where you're doing shrimps and movements similar to actual jiu-jitsu, that works for me, that's what I like. I like a normal jiu-jitsu warm-up. Not everyone is on steroids, says a few people. At the elite level of competition, I think more people are on the juice than aren't. The testing just doesn't exist. I mean, it exists, but it doesn't exist. And the stakes are too high for these elite level guys not to be juicing. If you go to a local tournament, you could throw a stone in any direction and you'll probably hit someone, sip it on the Capri Sun. And it gets worse the older you get. Local adult tournament, probably a few guys on the juice. Move up to Masters and the number of juice heads probably goes up and you keep climbing the age brackets and you'll probably get closer to 100% steroid use because people want to make up for what father time took from them. Does it matter that much that you want to win these tournaments that you should juice? No. Will people? Yes. A lot of people said that belts don't matter. And to an extent, I can see the point because your belt should be relative to the sport as a whole, not just to your rank within your own school. 
Like there are for sure cases where a blue belt from one school could beat a brown belt from another. And a further issue with belts is that the competition blue belt and the hobbyist blue belt might both deserve that belt based on what they know and understand about the sport and the time they've put in, but they are vastly different athletes and skill sets. So there are so many variables that using belt rank as an indicator of one's skill does become somewhat murky. But belts still matter. Belts are an important ranking system, and belt ranking does give you a generalization about where someone is along the jujitsu road. It's not a perfect system, and there will be big discrepancies inside each categorization, but so long as people who are doing the promoting are all following a similar consensus and promoting fairly, belts are still an important thing in jujitsu. It is an important measure of progress, and we have to remember that this is a 90% hobbyist sport, so the divide between competition belts and regular people belts, it isn't as major an issue as people think. This one hits home for me. Most people who hate guard pullers just have a shitty guard game. This, this is the one. If you don't like people pulling guard, do something about it and learn to pass. I'm sure everyone will agree. Thank you all for listening. I hope you did enjoy this episode and I hope you didn't turn it off halfway through because you hate everything I'm saying and you disagree with me so much. But either way, if you're hearing this and you made it to the end, I do appreciate you listening. There is a lot of content coming shortly, so please stay tuned for that. Thank you again and I will see you all next time.